Thank you for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black, where we're discovering some of the most inspiring trials to triumph stories and empowerment moments. Call up a friend and let them know it's time for some good news. Welcome to Good News. I'm Twanda Black, your host. I'm interviewing an awesome Atlanta pastor on today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this good news. Joining us today is Pastor E. Dewey Smith. He is, of course, a pastor, but he's also an actor, an author, a speaker. He does a whole bunch of things. He's a senior pastor of the House of Hope of Atlanta, and I just saw the House of Hope of Macon. Um, and I know you came out of Macon. I remember traveling to Macon to see you preach. Um, man, it must have been, gosh, 15 years ago, maybe? Yeah, yeah wow. you were young. <laughs> you were young, young, yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. Let, let me first of all thank you for all you do. You are a legend in your own right, and you are an incredible inspiration. You've been blessing us here in Atlanta and Georgia and, and it's in this country for a long time. So thank you. I'm humbled by the opportunity. Wow. Oh, so awesome. And, uh, you know, I always tell people it ain't nothing like a singing pastor. So that's a good thing. Well, it's amazing that you came to Macon. I mean, I've been in Atlanta almost 18 years. So it's been it's been way beyond 15 years. So Oh, God. Macon, okay. So, 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 But I've been to House of Hope, but we came down for some kind of program. I remember it coming to your church. And we just had a good time. We had a Holy Ghost good time. That's amazing. I mean, I'm <laughs> making this born and raised in Macon, Georgia. And love my hometown. And we uh, uh, left there in 2004. And uh, we launched a ministry there six years ago and uh, doing very well. So I'm, I'm grateful to God. And also we have one in West Georgia now, in West Point, that we just launched in February of this year. Nice. Three locations. Nice. West Point, that's a nice area. I love that area up there. Yeah, this one is in, we call it West Point. It's really uh, Douglas County, uh, Winston, Douglasville. That okay. Area. You're busy. Wait a minute. So how are you managing three different, and House of Hope is huge by itself. So how are you managing these three three different churches? Well, the blessing the uh, the Macon Church has its own campus pastor, so yeah. I don't have to be there all the time. Just there, just kind of kind of like I oversee maybe go mm -hmm. there every three months, just check on them. So, uh, Dr. J. C. Howard, a young man who uh, actually I mentioned him when he was in Morehouse College. Met him when he's eighteen. Now he's 33, 34. Wow! So he's the pastor there. He's the lead pastor there. And, yeah. uh, and I just oversee it, you know, so. That is phenomenal. So same thing with West Point? Not yet. I'm still not at West Point, but because we're in a virtual space, it makes it a little easier. Uh, but the same thing is going to happen there uh, eventually. Yes. That's pretty awesome. A lot of people may not know that you are a Morehouse man. Absolutely. Class of 93 <laughs> and uh, uh, true forever. Thank God for everything I gleaned from Morehouse. Uh, Morehouse made me who I am and I'm grateful. Amen. 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 You know, um, I, I watch you online. You, you're very social, which is a good thing in this environment. I think you have to be. How have you managed ministry in this era of COVID last year? What did you do different? That's a great question. You know, um, ironically, you know, I started on cameras when I was like eight or nine in my dad's church, you know, operating cameras, doing media. So I've always had a love for media. Um, doing documentaries in high school for the uh, newspaper staff, 
I would okay. do, I was an athlete, so I would do our, our clips of our footage and send out to different colleges for other mm -hmm. players. So I've always incorporated media and um, illustrated sermons and short film. But when I would start pastoring, a lot of my older mentors were like, man, you gotta make a choice. Uh, you can't be doing all that stuff. People never respect <laughs> you and you still have a camera. And But I've always loved it. And so to be honest with you, um, COVID allowed me really to just utilize all the gifts and yeah. all my passions. Yeah. It was like, you don't have to, I don't know why people think just because you're a Christian that, you know, a preacher, you just gotta have a Bible or a black suit on, that's the only way to minister. So what it did for me, it allowed me to tap into my media type of uh, creativity mm. and ideas and just figure out how do we do ministry, but just do it online, you know, right. the present age. And so for me, it was like, okay, how do we take the ministry digital? Because unfortunately, society changes every four years and the black church changes every 20. So it's okay. like, you know, how, do we, how do we take it and make it relevant for this present age? And so I just decided to incorporate technology, social media, film, and the same things we would do if we were in person worship, how do we do those things online? Yeah. And, and fortunately, we've been blessed. Uh, we started a network called Hope TV and had over 100 million views our first year in COVID. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. one of the things that God helped me helped us to create in that difficult time. Oh, and just being creative is so much fun. I, I'm sure that's something you love, love, love doing. And so, you know, we're still in COVID. Where, where are you going to take that? Are you going to mix it a little bit when it comes back time, when everything really opens up? Because I know we can't go back. We cannot go back from this virtual thing that we've created, right? I, I wish I could bottle up your statement and bottle up your conversation and share it with my colleagues. Because <laughs> I'm very concerned yeah. that so many are so comfortable. Sometimes in times of trouble, we revert to what's familiar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And whether it be relationships, whether it be our old strategies, I don't believe God would allow the whole world to be shut down for a year right. for us to go back to normal. Mm -mm. And, and, and in a real sense, could it be that even in this, God may have allowed it because we have allowed all this stuff to happen in church. Well, if Jesus came to the church on Sundays, maybe he wouldn't recognize it. Right, so, right. So I think it's made, I've seen churches become more intentional about outreach. Mm -hmm. I've seen some of my colleagues be more intentional about utilizing younger people to realize that yes. because you're the senior pastor doesn't mean you got to have all, all the ideas mm -hmm. and power mm -hmm. of other people to come and help you. So I've seen that, but on the same side, now I'm seeing a lot of my colleagues who want to just go back to where it was. And I think we can't put new wine in old wine skins. We can't. And I think a lot of churches are going to be in trouble if we try to go back and 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 revisit what was because yeah. God has moved from that. And we, we yeah. say God to do a new thing, but it's just song. But, <laughs> but that's just not prosperity. It's also strategy, methodology, yes. and how we do ministry. Because I think sometimes, you know, for me, we made it so commercial. It's just, it's consumer Christianity. And we made it so commercial in my cars and cash and cribs and clothes. Yeah. Not about the real thing. So I right, think it's right. a return to the cross, Woo. but also a return to doing, to being creative. And the mm -hmm. church has always been the hub of creativity. But I think we, we, we got to dig deeper and utilize our creatives. I, I tell you, you will not meet as many people as we have met in the last year without the creativity that has happened in ministry. I believe that, you know, this is, it's like, it's been a transformation 
and we are bringing people to Christ, no matter where they are. Some, you know, for some people, maybe they couldn't get to church. Maybe they didn't have what they needed in their communities. And all they got to do now is push a button and see you. You know what I'm saying? Think about this, Tawanda. If you're in Atlanta, you know, pastors, we beat people up. You come on, come, come, not come to Wednesday night Bible study. But let's be honest. If I get up at five o'clock on my job. Oh, yeah. I got to travel an hour. You got to pick kids up, do homework, go to T-ball practice. And you want me to drive 30 minutes or 20 minutes to sit in a Bible study? Right. Come on, man, let's be for real. Yeah. Let's really be, I mean, how much do you think people can do and take care of the responsibilities? But now if I can go and watch Bible study while I'm at T-ball practice on my phone. While I'm cooking or whatever, you know. It's, it's, It's greater works, you know, and then we can pay bills online. That's now, right. You can buy your groceries that are delivered to your home, Netflix. But we want to be, you know, eight track churches and what used to be a CD and DVD and MP3 world. God is right, 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 right. And right. so we got to shift it. I just think it's important. And oh, I, yeah. And you speak my language people, right there. We're going to be in trouble. Yes, yes. We, and and I, I, I hope that some of them don't go back and leave the virtual because they're going to learn a hard lesson. I, I believe it's going to be a hard lesson. No doubt about it. You know, I, I read an article the other day that says 100,000 churches will close in the next five years. 100 churches closed in Detroit last year alone because they were not prepared. Right, right. For the digital shift. I mean, right. when Facebook came out, we called it the devil. <laughs> and look I, at us now. <laughs> look at us now. Talk, talk about what you learned personally last year in this era of COVID. We all, if you ain't learned no lesson, you, you, you're in bad shape. You had to learn some stuff about yourself personally uh, during the, the, especially last year when it was just hard and we didn't know where it was going and what it looked like and it was evolving and changing so much and we didn't know where it was gonna end and it still hasn't ended. But but what did you learn about yourself? That's that's a great question. Um, that, and you kind of put me on the spot, but I got, but I, since you asked, gotta be honest. One of the things I learned is a deeper trust in God. Mm-hmm. I gotta be honest. Yep, yep. I was, I was absolutely petrified when we had to shut worship down. Yeah. I made a decision early on to do it for public safety. Mm-hmm. You know? But I'm, but in my mind, I'm trying to figure out how in the world are we gonna take care of ministry? Yeah. We got a mortgage. We got yeah. 60 employees. Yeah. We're in a building program. Lord, what are we gonna do? How right. are we gonna make it? And and it further it further let me know. Listen, man, if you're really doing my work, I said upon this rock I'll build my church. Mm. And the gates of hell should not prevail against. Not prevail against it. It. So That's do you crazy. believe that? So is it are you doing my church work? Or is it is it your kingdom or is it mine? Right, right, right. Because if it's really mine, I'm not going to let pestilence or disease, which, and you guys preach this. You preach it, he'll take care of you. Do you, do? is that just for a shout or is that something that you really have mm-hmm. in your soul? Mm-hmm. That's what it's taught me. The second thing it taught, that I've learned is how much people need the church, even in terms of, of a mental health perspective. Yes. Yes. You know, we are good with scriptures and putting oil, but when people have to say goodbye to their loved ones by Zoom and FaceTime, mm-hmm. 
-hmm. you got a funeral that you have to have outside with 10 people. Yes. Throwing a scripture and some oil at me alone is not going to pacify or satiate the depth of the pain. Yeah. And so churches collaborating with other mental health organizations. You got to have mental health professionals because some of our issues aren't spiritual, they're emotional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in church, we either demonize or over spiritualize. And so it made me even go deeper with realizing we need mental health professional yes. spiritual collaborations. Because all of us have PTSD from mm -hmm. I said the same thing. That's my saying. Yes. You know, our, our educators, mm -hmm. parents who stuck in the house. Oh yeah. And I think and we just and we just want to say Jesus and no matter I love Jesus. But my toothache gets is when I have a toothache, I don't just shout Jesus. <laughs> I want a haircut, I'll just shout you. Right, right, right. To a licensed barber. Yeah. Who's able to help me to fix my issue. In church, we have just put it all on the Lord. And I think that over spiritualization has helped people to go sink deeper and deeper yeah. into emotional duress. Mm. And we gotta figure out how to have these partnerships. If not, I'm concerned what's gonna happen over the next decade. I'm really concerned. And, and I mean, it's already showing signs of it just when you see people acting crazy in a fast food place because they didn't get their french fries right. It's off the chain. That's so true. Okay. It's true. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You're exactly right. And we've got to um, make real that uh, mental health and the help that those professionals can give is there's nothing wrong with that you know there's such a stigma behind it still even in today in 2021 there's yeah it's 2021 is a stigma behind um of, of of going to lay on somebody's couch or and they're doing it by zoom now they've they've, they've come along with everything so um you know it's always my prayer that um we're able to to move into what god and we don't forget god and what we're doing Absolutely. but that we give the people what they need and how they need it it's so important. I don't know why it's been that way. I don't know if it's fear. I don't know if it. I don't, I don't know, but 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 it's okay to have Jesus and a therapist. It's okay to have okay. God and a dentist. Yes. So yes. Yes. Think, yes. You know, and I just think. <laughs> I just think if we don't make these types of collaborations now, yeah. If our theology doesn't allow for that, we're gonna cause much more harm in our community. And it's Absolutely. Me, it's, it's really theological malpractice and theological. Mm. Mm. for us to not open up to use all the gifts and sciences and talents that are right there sometimes that's in right. congregations. That's right. Um, and you know, so I think that's important. Um, mm -hmm. And that's another lesson that I've gained throughout the Awesome. Time. That's an awesome lesson. Awesome lesson. And I know that you're going to do great things with that for, for the people that you get to impact. All right, let's talk about this new song. Why did you write it? And this is a singing pastor right here, in case y'all didn't know. Go on YouTube. You can go on their site and see everything you need to see about this singing pastor right here. So tell us about uh, your presence is a gift. Now, here's the irony. Um, five years ago, a lot of people don't know this. Some do because I've been vocal about it. My godmother died one week and I was expecting that. Mm. My mother died the next week. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Three days later, my best friend from college died. My goodness. One hour after we just spoke on the phone. Mm. Three weeks after my mom died, my sister died at 50. 
So I had to do four eulogies, pick out four caskets, plan four funerals in 28 days. Four days after my sister was buried, my 41-year-old brother had a massive stroke. Um, the next month, my older sister went into cardiac arrest, cardiac failure over something called broken heart syndrome. Oh my gosh. So here I am for the first time in my life, preaching about God will make a way, but really wondering, has everything I've been preaching right. been real? So what's really have, going on? I have never experienced that kind of brokenness mm. in my life. And mm. so all my colleagues said, just preach through it. Preaching is cathartic. It was, I, yeah. it was not helping me. I was so, I, I was, I was in such a state of depression and brokenness and I did not handle it well. Yeah. Um, eventually I went and got a therapist that started my therapy journey. Mm -hmm. And about a year later or so, I was praying one day and Holy Spirit said to me, you've been fixating over your mom's and your sister's absence and not appreciating my presence. Mm. And, uh, and so I realized that in church, we know, we know what to say. We know all the hallelujah. We know, the oh, yeah. oh yeah, you know, but I needed something deeper and real and not yeah. just the ecclesial accoutrements and jargon and nomenclature. <laughs> I needed something that was more significant. And, and so I had to go deep in worship and be honest with myself about my own brokenness. And as a result, the song, so the, this song, and a few of us uh, got writing credits on this song, it perfectly articulates that situation for me. And so now I'm, I'm, not, I'm not perfectly well yet. I'm not normal yet. You know, my Mother's Day was just this past Sunday. Oh yeah. So it's only five years. Mm -hmm. I still feel funny around holidays and my mom's yeah. birthday and Mother's Day, things yeah. like that. But I realize that his presence is my reward. Mm. And while I while I still can feel the pain and the the anxiety of my mom's absence, I also can appreciate the fact that God's presence is a gift. He is our reward. And I think yeah. it's just for me. I hope that resonates with somebody during this time of loss and COVID. That don't fixate over what over who's absent, but appreciate God's right. presence. And right. so that's what the song is about. Amen. You know. If you didn't feel the things that you feel, you would not be normal. <laughs> that ain't normal. <laughs> Listen, and, and I, I think we expect past to be superhuman. Right, right. You know, I, you know, I was, you know, somebody said, you know, people saying, "Well, man, you, you need a passage of scripture." I said, well, "No, I, I, I need a shot of Patron." You know, it's like, I mean, I was just, I mean, I, I just, I was, I was hurt. I, I, yeah. I was not well. Yeah. And um, and now I'm developing a new normal, and I and I realize now that grief is the price we pay for love. That's right. And and so I'm a mama's boy, born born mama's boy, all my life been a mama's boy, and even though she's in the ground, I'm still a mama's. You're boy. Still a mama's boy. That's right. And it's just the price I pay for love. And Amen. I love her, and I love her from the grave. And so. Amen. But I can appreciate God's presence. She taught me about that. Yeah. And his presence has helped me get through it. Mm -hmm. And I'm here because of therapy and prayers of the people and in the presence of God. And that's why I'm here. That's why I still, I've got my job back for preaching, my job back for worship. Ah, uh, ah, uh, good, good, good. God's presence, God's presence did that for me. Yes, yes. Tell everybody where they can find your new single. They can get on all digital platforms. Uh, the album comes out in July. 
And um, I just hope everybody can go and support it. I hope they're blessed by it. That they enjoy the music, but, but also that a message uh, resonates to give them the strength to keep on pressing. That's awesome. Because we need that right now. From, from COVID deaths, injustices, seeing the violence and the injustices of the world against our own people, um, we're struggling. That's so true. We're struggling. We are struggling. And so we need every bit of help we can get. I'll tell you that right now. I love the new single. I started on a, a couple of weeks ago and um, it's going to bless the people. It's going to bless the people. Thank and that's you. what we do through music, you know, right? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Music has charms to soothe the savage beast. Absolutely. You've been doing it and it changes the mood. And I just appreciate you. I really do. And I appreciate who you are, what you do, your consistency. And I'm extremely grateful for this opportunity. Tell folks where they can find you on Sunday mornings and your Bible studies and all the stuff, all the other things that you do. Okay, on social media, I'm at E. Dewey Smith. That's on Instagram and Twitter. On Facebook, the official page of Pastor E. Dewey Smith, YouTube, Dr. E. Dewey Smith. Uh, my website is edeweysmith.org. Our church website is hohatl.com, hospital.atl.org. And we have a new platform called thehopetv.com. It's a network. We stream about nine shows a day that nice. encompass the whole of humanity, from spirituality to emotional health, finances, stuff for men, women, singles, children, older adults, youth. Check it out, thehopetv.com. That is awesome. Pastor E. Dewey Smith, his new single, Is Your Presence, is a gift. Make sure you check it out. And uh, of course, he's an author, actor. You can see he does so many things. It's amazing. And I know you have a great team that helps you hold it all together because you can't do all of that by yourself. Absolutely. God bless you so much and thank you for joining us today. Thanks for the opportunity. God bless you. May God keep you. Thank you so very much. Thank you for joining us on today for Good News. And if you'd like to be a guest, contact me at goodnews at thepgnetwork.org. I'll see you next time. Be blessed.